Hi there, friends. I'm so excited to be back with you for another episode this week. Last week, I went to the new Nations Media film about Iraq. It was amazing, by the way. You guys should totally check it out. I'll be sure to send you a link in the show notes. But while I was standing there waiting in line to go in and see the film, a sweet girl introduced herself to me and told me she listened to the show. So big shout out to Jordan this week. Thank you for saying hi. It was the best thing ever and pretty much made my week. So if you live around the South Puget Sound area, Tacoma, Puyallup, Bonnie Lake, and you see me in real life, I want you to come say hi. Please introduce yourself. Tell me what your name is. I would love to know you and put a face to your name. Jeff and I have had some intense, I'll say intense, you guys, conversations this week about what our life looks like. Things we want to change. Things we want to be different. Things we want to make priorities in our lives. It's so easy to hold on to things too tightly. I can easily hold on to my time, my money, my schedule, or my plans, but they all belong to the Lord. Everything in this life I have is a gift. It didn't come from me, and it's not mine. It's the Lord's. I'm just watching His stuff. I want to use the gifts the Lord has given me to serve Him well. Time is not a renewable resource, my friend. It's fleeting. It's being spent faster than I'd like it to. One of my sweet friends is on hospice care, and this whole time thing seems to be just screaming in my face this week. We know her time is short. Jeff and I are intentionally working on coming up with ways to create more margin and space in our lives, but you guys, it's so hard. This may just be my life's work, I'm pretty sure. I feel like we are constantly having this conversation in our marriage. We are far from having it all figured out. Jeff is always so great at encouraging me to think differently about the ways I have always done things. I'm the first to say, well, I can't do it like that, or no, that's not how it's supposed to work. Those words spew out of my mouth way more than I'd like them to. I don't want to put God in a box and I don't want to put myself as a wife and a mama or an entrepreneur in a box. My friends, we aren't called to live a life that looks like the rest of the world. Hey, there's no hustle in heaven. That could be my new mantra, you guys. There's no hustle. There's just rest. There's only peace, and there's just perfect communion with our Savior. I can't wait. Today on the show, I sit down and have a lovely conversation with Katie Gruner. I've known Katie over the years through running into her at the gym. We both work out occasionally, and I'm telling you, this girl is a light She lights up the room and brings so much joy to others. Go follow her on Instagram at Gruner underscore farms and scroll through her feed right now and put a face to her name. I can't wait for you guys to meet her here on the show today. So here we go. 
Okay, Katie, thanks so much for coming and hanging out with me. Thank you. I'm super excited. Thank you for inviting me, allowing me to be here today. Yes. <laughs> so Katie is sitting in my new podcast room across from me. She's the first person I've got to be able to sit down here yeah. with and hang out. So I'm super stoked, <laughs> feeling like super legit. We're doing it. Yes. Um, this is awesome. So tell everyone maybe a little bit about yourself. Like, okay. Who are you? Where do you live? What does your family look like? Absolutely. Your favorite things, anything you want to share just so we can get to know you a little oh, bit. Oh, I love this. Okay. Well, I'm Katie Gruner and uh, I currently live in Eatonville, which is about 45 minutes from downtown Puyallup. And I'm married to my husband. His name is Adam and we are about to celebrate our oh boy, 11th wedding anniversary. Wow, it's like in less than two yeah. weeks. So I got to mark the calendar. <laughs> I got to make sure I don't forget. You guys got married. Mm -hmm. You really, what, what's your March 15th. Okay. The we're Ides March, of March. We're March 28th. Yep. So, so see, we're close. We're close. <laughs> we have a lot in common. Yes. So um, like I said, we live up in Eatonville. We have two daughters. I have a seven and a half year old. Her name is Addison and a five and a half year old. And her name is Gabrielle. And so we, um, we decided to, to move up to Eatonville almost a year ago. Oh, wow. um, yeah, we got the, we got the keys to our farm on March 23rd. So it's been almost one year that we've wow. been residing up there and it's been a crazy, beautiful, wonderful experience that I wouldn't trade for anything. It's the, probably the hardest work we've ever done, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And uh, it's one of those opportunities where we just felt like it was time and we kind of had to put all of our eggs in the basket yeah, and, literally. and go. Yeah, literally <laughs> and figuratively because we have chickens. Yeah. Um, we had to just jump, jump all in and it's been the wow. best, most exciting thing. So where did you move from? Uh, we lived off of uh, Vickery, so like the okay. Summit Waller area, okay. which was about 10 minutes from downtown Puyallup. Okay. And that's where our, our farm kind of began. Okay. Actually, in January of 2017, we inherited six chickens from a friend who was moving out of state. Oh, wow. And I just felt like God was just saying, go for it. And I had to kind of persuade my husband, like, hey, we're going to be so chicken farmers. So chickens. Yeah. <laughs> literally, six chickens is what we started with. Um and from that, and, and falling in love with the, the chickens and the yeah. farm fresh eggs, and we yeah. kind of fell in love with that. We expanded. And before we knew it, I think we were up to like 25 chickens. Wow. <laughs> it was, you know, in batches. You get them yes. in batches. But um, And then we realized we wanted to get more land yeah. and more animals. Uh, but the property that we were currently on was partial wetlands. So you oh, couldn't okay. really develop it. And so that's when my husband just said, this is crazy, but one day I was looking online and I saw a farm up in Eatonville, and I'm like, "Let's go, let's oh, go!" Look wow. At it. So it, the the beautiful thing was is getting there, the peace, yeah, the peace. It was like this is it, because we looked at other properties and um, there just wasn't that confirmation, yeah. And so getting there, it was like, okay, like there's complete peace being here. This is everything that we could have dreamed of on our list, so and then. Cool just going from there so <laughs> that's awesome okay yeah. so tell us what does farm life look like for you guys now okay so almost being a year in i would say we've established a pretty healthy daily routine cool and um after moving up there we had gotten horses to kind of add to the farm okay uh were you guys aspect. horse people before no just chickens straight just, chickens like a couple dogs really just up we just, we just escalated quickly you know <laughs> so the girls actually get up in the morning 
and they help do like the farm chores because we awesome. decided pretty early on that they needed to have a key role of responsibility and, and mm-hmm. ownership over their animals. And yeah. so they get up in the morning first thing and they go out and they feed the horses awesome. and they let the chickens out and check on, you know, all the animals, make yeah. sure everything's well. And, uh, and we do breakfast and we actually um, homeschool our girls. Awesome. So that was part of a big deal was moving yeah. further away. We knew we wouldn't be in the same school system. So we had to get creative and we decided to do what we're calling farm school. Farm school. Yes. I so we're it. incorporating our farm into our schooling, which I am absolutely loving. And uh, so we do, we do that. We, we get our farm school done. And then pretty much the girls have the whole afternoon to decide what they want to do. If they want to go outside and play, if okay. they want to um, read. Our, we have two avid readers in our house, which oh, is wonderful. Yay. Or they can help me with projects like the baking. I mean, that's a huge piece of what Gruner Farms yeah. is, is is the baking. So they like to be helpers with that too. That's awesome. Okay. I have a yeah. bunch of questions. Yeah. Okay. So farm school. Yeah. Talk to me more about farm school because we're kind of in this like weird trend, not weird, but we're just kind of in this place where we're really talking about homeschooling, thinking about homeschooling our kids next year and just kind of looking at what our options are and what that might be for us if it's a good fit. So did you always know like, okay, when we move, we're going to do a farm school? Was that something that just kind of evolved over time or Hmm. did you use some kind of curriculum or is it just been like, fly by the seat of your (laughs) pants? I would say um, there's definitely structure to it. My husband is very much a planner, ducks in a row type, where I'm more of a free spirit personality. So we have to meld the two together. So we do use a classical conversations curriculum. Okay. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. And where that came from was my daughter actually went to Springfield Classical, which is in Tacoma, oh. the year before we had moved up to the farm in Eatonville. Okay. So she had gotten that formal classroom cha- training with that type of curriculum and excelled. Like she did Great. phenomenal. So we thought, let's stick with that. Yeah. So we have a curriculum that we follow, but then we try to incorporate, um, I think, just teaching our kids real life skills. Yeah. And how do we get them outside so that the curriculum in the book, you know, with the textbooks, right. then we can reinforce what we're learning with real hands-on um, learning. So we do nature walks all over our property. We do, you know, stuff with the animals and we talk about, um, we talk about everything. There's really, our kids are really um, curious and they ask a lot of questions. I think all kids are. Every aspect of, of life and farming and I mean, we really, there's nothing that's really off limits with the kids. Obviously, we try to talk about it in an age-appropriate manner. Sure, sure. But we really try to expose them to things and really just let them know that, like, this is part of farm life. So if we've lost yeah. an animal, we talk yeah. about it. And we talk about it's okay to feel the way you feel and it's mm-hmm. okay to talk about it. And then we talk about the joys and the excitement of bringing new life into the farm. So when we get awesome. chicks or we get a yeah. new dog or whatever that looks yeah. like. Yeah, yes, so I try to balance, <laughs> You know, to try to balance it. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. farm school has gone better than I have expected. And cool. I think the peace in my heart came from knowing – um, I felt God's call to do this for our, our kids, yeah. and then I just released it because my husband was on the fence, mm-hmm. couldn't really go one way or the other, and uh, and I just released it. And I said, God, like if you want this for us, yeah. I I am asking you to um, put that on my husband's heart without me having to beg or plead. Yeah. Or and so sure enough, he came around. He's like, okay, he's like, let's try it. Like one year, yeah. if it works, great, great. If it doesn't, we'll try something else. 
Right. So there's just that freedom in that of knowing we're going to take it one year at a time. Yep. We're going to just allow the kids to have a voice and say, do you enjoy this? Is right. this something you want to continue in? Or if you don't, that's okay too. So yeah, that's <laughs> it's important. So great. I yeah. know we've just got a couple nature books and different things like that. And yeah. I was reading them yesterday and did our little trail walk. And I'm like, I have no idea yeah. anything just to sink it in for you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just going for it. That's what, that's what I love about farm school is really – yeah. It's brought more confidence back within within my role as a parent and saying yeah. like, I can be the lead learner for my kids. Do I have okay. a college degree? No, my husband does, yeah. but I don't. And and you get so caught up in the, I'm not qualified, yeah. I'm not good enough, and those doubts start to play. And then you have to push mute on the doubts and mm-hmm. say, but I'm called. And because I'm called, I'm qualified. And so it's yeah. like, okay. And then you just, you know, you got to put in the work. You got to- sure you know, get the curriculum together and plan. And But I don't plan out months in advance. I just try to plan a week at a time to yeah. keep us on the time frame that we need to be in. And our our ideal schedule would be being done with school. We're hoping um, like mid-May. Oh, so the kids nice. will be completely done with all their books and material and then yeah, That's awesome. Which would be great. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it just brings you a lot of flexibility yeah. too. I think that's a big thing for me is Absolutely. just the flexibility with my job and yes. births and just being able to like pick up where we left off and yep. not worried about pick up and drop off and yes. who's got my kid and, you know, those kinds of things too and just Absolutely. the style of learners and Absolutely. in my family and things like that. So that's really cool. I like what you said about being the lead learner yeah. for your kids. I yep. love that. That's... Yeah. I read that in a book. It's called They're Your Kids. It's mm. by Sam Sorbo. Okay. And it, she just encourages people to kind of take back that role of like, you're the parent. Yeah. Like you don't have to. Like it. there's nothing wrong with, you know, public school, private education. Sure. Um, but you can take back that role of being your 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 daughter or your son's lead learner and I was like oh okay like I'm gonna like that I'm gonna take ownership of this like it's empowering and it builds a sense of confidence within me right that maybe I didn't know was there a year prior right yeah yeah that's really (laughs) cool yeah my husband and I are kind of both just looking back at like our school experience Mm -hmm. and the things we liked about it the things we didn't like about it and we were both you know we kind of had a similar school experience but two really different outcomes Mm -hmm. and so looking at like okay what would we have wanted yeah to have happen or what would be ideal for our kids kind of taking learning from what we grew from and those kinds yeah. of things. It's been a cool thing to just journey through and experience and think about. And Absolutely. Yeah. It's just another great way that the Lord changes you as yeah. you grow as a mom. Absolutely. Well, we, Always we quickly evolving. realized moving to the farm, our deepest desire was to spend more time with our kids, yeah. like quality time. And so we thought, okay, how do we how do we incorporate school into that? What does, right. if I drop them off at 8 or 8.30 in the morning and don't pick them up till three o'clock. Yeah. What kind of time do I have left with my kids? And so I really just put that before my husband that my desire was to spend more quality time with our kids knowing they grow so fast. We don't get this time back and I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. Um, because I know I'm going to blink and they're going to be teenagers. It's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand. So tell me about yeah. your baking. Yeah. Where did your passion for baking come from yeah. and how has that kind of transpired? So baking kind of became a creative outlet or a hobby for me once I had our oldest daughter, Addison. So okay. after she was born, uh, my husband and I decided that I would uh, be a stay-at-home mom. 
was super important to me. And so I was like, okay, I need a creative outlet. My um, husband at the time was on a wonky work schedule where like he'd work six weeks of day shift and six weeks of night shift. And the nights were exceptionally hard because you <laughs> yeah. felt like Especially you, at the newborn. you can't leave. Like you're just there. And I, and you know, I was like, I got to do something. So I really tried to um, tap into something that made me feel like I was being able to be creative and doing something for me. And so that's where kind of the baking evolved for just friends, family, neighbors. Oh Fun. man, I, I wish you could have gotten a glimpse into our old neighborhood because I would literally just bake for the neighbors and they, and it, they'd see me coming, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> good or bad, good like this is for you. I hope you want this. So cookies, cinnamon rolls, banana bread, whatever oh, it was, we just kind of leave it on their, wants to be your neighbor, on their doorstep. Yeah, it was, it was a beautiful experience. And I think that helped build my confidence Yeah, because you just don't know. Like you're like, oh, I like it. But that doesn't mean somebody else is going to like it. Sure. So that was a great opportunity for me to um, kind of experiment with what what kind of things do I like to bake, you know, yeah. and and kind of start diving in on figuring out recipes and stuff like that. And and then once we had moved to our um, house out off of Vickery in the mm-hmm. Summit Waller area. Um, that is when I really thought, okay, like I got to do something with this. Like my kids were in preschool or, yeah. you know, and I thought I have some more free time. Like I got to get the ball rolling. So it actually took my husband who kind of sat me down, <laughs> bless his heart. And he goes, I love you enough to tell you that your time is valuable. Like yeah. there's worth in your time. And yes, you're a stay-at-home mom, but you're not valuing your time. And so when yeah. I would bake for friends and family – it was like giving it away. It was like, oh, right. just cover my cost. I'll just bake for you. And and that was fine, but that couldn't – that's not sustainable for right. growth and long yeah. term. So it kind of took my husband sitting me down. <laughs> Husbands are good yes, at that. In a very loving way and saying, hey, I need you to see your worth and your value and that you have a talent here. And if you don't necessarily put a number to that talent, like mm-hmm. people aren't going to value that. So it was a healthy – season of learning to grow and and just to kind of say, okay, like I'm now going to start charging a fair market value for my baked goods and let's see where it grows. And out of that um, season, we were remodeling our house. (laughs) It was was got all sorts of crazy. (laughs) Um, We were trying to launch Gruner Farms and like make it a legit business. And we were doing these weekly happy hours. That was super fun. I'd make up these custom treat bags and then basically using social media, uh-huh. which I love, um, you, we would, you know, put up a video and say, okay, first 25 people to comment, you get a treat bag. And then I would go out and deliver people. So, so establishing – you would just run to people's houses yeah. for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, I, I, I'm a people person. So as much as are. I love That's being awesome. home, I needed that social interaction. So it was, it was this beautiful thing where – on Tuesdays, we do happy hour. On Wednesdays, I deliver. Oh, so nice. my kids would be in school. So during their school time, then I could go and actually meet, you know, new people, you know, friends, whatever. I could deliver in person, which I thought was really important in that fundamental, like, stage yes. of, like, now you see the face behind the farm. It's not just another Instagram account. Like, right. I'm a real person. Yeah. <laughs> I made these treats for you. So Just for you with yeah, love. Yeah. Yeah. It was just – it was a beautiful season. And I was cool. really um, scared when we moved because moving further out, you get like kind of a 
self-doubt, like I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose this relationship or I'm going to lose this business because of how close you were to the heartbeat of downtown Piaup. I could get everywhere. It was just so close. So um, just having to be creative with how do I now still market our farm and how do I make it accessible to people even though we are further out. Right. So what (laughs) is the long-term like dream or plan or goal of Gruner Farms? Like where do you, what's your vision? I think the beautiful part of that is the vision, every step of the way the vision has come from the Lord. Like even just the vision for Gruner Farms came from the Lord. And that's what I love. Like that was not something for myself. I remember being in the backyard. I walked in the house and I was like, honey, the Lord said it's Gruner (laughs) Farms. And he looked at me like, you're crazy. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I think the next real part that is on my heart is to bring people to the farm. Mm, Yeah. And that's really hard because I'm extrovert, super people person. Mm -hmm. My husband's more introverted. He likes privacy, like space, <laughs> quiet. So having to respect that and say, how do we share our farm with those that we love, but yet yeah. also I want to respect him and giving him space and needs. privacy. And yeah, he has a very demanding job. And so when he comes home, that's yeah. his retreat, that's his rest. And I don't ever want to impose on that, but I really feel a call in my heart to open our farm up and say, how do then we bring people to the farm to allow them to experience the joy and the peace yeah. and the getting back to nature? Like, yeah. I mean, we li- we, we're surrounded by trees. I feel like we live in the yeah. woods and we don't, but it feels like it. And just really um, trying to share what we do on a day-to-day with those that we know and love and and just really – so I would say my – my next vision or, or the next step that I'm really trying to refine and, and see how do we do this is we actually have this sweet little apartment that's built into our barn. And so it's always been on my heart to have a bed and breakfast. So I thought, how oh. do we do this to where we can invite, you know, obviously it's a one, it'd be one family or one couple yeah. at a time up to the farm and kind of treat them, yeah. just make it a, a place where they can come, have rest, like just unplug, yeah. just find 24 hours of rest or whatever that looks like for them. And then, so that's kind of in the near future, I'm hoping. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) But um, ultimately, I'd love to be able to do events at our farm. That would be an incredible... Like weddings? Yeah, like weddings or parties or um, I'd love to be able to bring like small groups of women up to the farm and share like baking experiences with them and just making it really personal. I think God has impressed about my heart that relationship above all else. It is about relationship. Of course. So I'm just like, how do I keep my laser focus on that and still grow? Right. It's hard sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so talk to me about you and Adam. Yeah. Your relationship, obviously, you yeah. guys have been together for a little while yeah. now. You've had probably some good ebbs and flows. Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> um, you know, more challenging seasons. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like the Lord is working in your relationship right now for the two of you as you wow. guys have navigated just change and business and homeschooling yeah. and like what? How is that season in your marriage right now? I think to 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 preface the season that we're in now, it's a we're in a really beautiful season, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of joy. Um, I think you have to go back and and really see like how God brought us to the farm because there's so yeah. much beauty in that. Yeah. And when we were at our Vickery house, little did we know like we were going to remodel our house. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, Jeff it was night. Yes, he did. It was so night beautiful. and day difference. Like we walked in, it was dark, smelly. 
drab. <laughs> it was it needed love, and we we're yeah. like, we're gonna love this home, you know. Aww. So we were remodeling the house, and then in the meanwhile, God was remodeling our marriage, and that yeah. was the beautiful part. And it took a lot of patience. It took a lot of um, a lot of moments of just surrender. I think in that that was one of our hardest seasons because God was unpacking a lot of the past. Mm-hmm. So Adam and I started dating in high school. <laughs> So when you fall in love, young love, you know, you you have to grow together, obviously. And as Seasons Life, we got married, we had kids, you buy houses, you know, whatever. But I think the beauty in that was God taking the time to unpack the past and saying, deal with this, deal with this. And it was like, oh, Oh, okay, well, this is (laughs) is like a tsunami that I didn't – you don't see it coming. You don't yeah. you're not prepared for it. You're so fixated on what's visually in front of you, which was the house, the kids, mm-hmm. um, the baking. I wanted to use that ultimately as like my biggest distraction. Huh. And where God just said, Nope, time out. Like this is all or nothing. Like this is your marriage. You're gonna work on it. And so I'm just like, okay, it took a lot of patience. Like I said, it took a lot of um grace. And the beauty of it is um about a month before my husband's grandfather died, um, which that was like his hero to him, yeah. um, God drew me to him in a way that I have never experienced. Like I mm. told Adam, I was in the bath and I was overwhelmed by the spirit of the Lord. And I started weeping because I felt like God saying, wow. come to me, like come running to me full force with everything you have. And I promise like I will take care of you. And so I remember sitting down with Adam and I'm like, babe, I don't know what to tell you, but I've heard the voice of the Lord. Like God has told me to run towards him. So I said, I'm not going to try to ignore you or neglect you, Mm -hmm. but God is asking for everything that I have to be focused on him all my time. Like wasn't watching TV, wasn't on social media. Like I was literally trying to just immerse myself in the presence of the Lord. And the beauty that came out of that was um, my husband's grandfather died and that was a very – that was very difficult for him. I, that was the first person that he lost personally. Um, th- it just really shook him. Mm-hmm. And through that, then we were able to unpack, I think, just more within our marriage, just deeper, sure. getting to deeper roots. Um, and that was hard for him. But at the same time, God had prepared me. Yeah, he like, had had the season yeah. right before. And I just didn't, I didn't understand it the month and a half leading up to it. But then it's like everything starts to unpack and you're like, there was a peace. Hmm. There was, um, I, I just, it's hard to describe. It, yeah. It's really because it's unlike anything you can experience that's of this world because it's from the right. Lord. Um, but that's, I think, where my husband was able to share with me, like, you know, his heart and some of the things that he'd been struggling with and caring for a very long time that I yeah. did not know about. Yeah. And you wouldn't. No. And you're How just like, you know? yeah. okay, like most people would be blindsided. They would lose it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, God prepared my heart. There was so much peace. There was a um, an, a level of just grace that was just present within our home mm-hmm. that could not be without the Lord. And I think that set the bar for the months ahead of, okay, yeah. we're still in the process of remodeling our house, but yeah. the shift came to my energy needs to be poured into myself and my marriage and how do I do that? So I immediately um, jumped into counseling because I'm like, well, I I don't know how to help myself. Like I need help. Yeah. I need somebody else to come alongside me. And I found this amazing woman who um, does healing prayer ministry. Wow. That's and so awesome. we were able to work together for- Is her name Trish Treese? Yes. Are you serious? I'm not 
kidding? <laughs> yes. No yes. way. Yeah. I've been seeing her for like 11 she years. Changed my life. Like literally, yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly. told Adam, I said, I, 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 I mean, I'd still go to this day. Like I just to spend time with her and just to yeah. be in the presence of the Lord yeah. with her. But I would leave every day feeling like I'd just been with Jesus. Oh, absolutely. Phenomenal. Like just, and she challenged me in ways. Like I remember sitting with her one day and she's like, okay, well, we're not leaving until you forgive. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't want to. Like there's a side of me that's very stubborn <laughs> yeah. and strong-willed and and she goes, well, I'm telling you right now, we're not leaving until you forgive. And on top of forgiving, blessing. And I'm like, we're going to be here a while because <laughs> this has got to, God's got to break through, you know. But yeah. I just love her um, relentless pursuit of Jesus and yeah. her heart for um, others. Yeah. And she helped me make some leaps and bounds that were critical to yeah. the healing of my heart and the healing of our marriage. And I remember then get finishing the remodel, Adam and I are still in this kind of new, like, the beauty that came out of stripping away all the old is God said, like, there's a new foundation. Like, I'm laying yeah. you a new foundation for your marriage. Yes, the world says, you've been married 10 years, but that yeah. doesn't matter. Like, he's right. pouring us a new foundation. And so I remember talking to Adam, and I just said, I know this house was purposeful. Like, I thought we'd live there forever. Mm. But I said, now I know in my heart God has something else for us. Like, we couldn't skip this season. Yeah. We had to do this to get to the next season. So Adam starts looking for properties and he loves it he gets on his phone he gets all <laughs> excited you know and he's looking and he goes okay i found a farm and we go and look at it and i just i was like this is it like this is where god has us this is the next season like we've we've walked through fire we've walked through all the things that are so hard mm -hmm. and we did not give up we did not give up on each other we did not give up on the lord god did not give up on us yeah and now the beauty comes from it's the other side of like we couldn't have gotten to this farm in Eatonville without that critical stage, you know? Right. So there, there, that's where the beauty, I think, comes from. In a nutshell, I think it would take yeah. hours to fully unpack. But yeah. the beauty of it is we couldn't skip that step. Yeah. That was a critical part in our journey to where I think we appreciate the farm more now because oh, sure. we see it as a gift from the Lord. Like this is a new chapter for us. And yeah. the beauty um, – about specifically about Gruner Farms and the business aspect is I was very guarded with my business. Mm. Um, I never really allowed Adam to be a part of it. I didn't know if he wanted to be a part of it. It was always so like, this is mine. I got this. Just leave yeah. it be. And um, God was very specific and you need to allow him to come in. Like, this mm. is for the two of you. Oh, and I'm like, cool. okay. So now I, I see how instrumental that was because I couldn't do without him. He yeah. is so supportive. I tell people this all the time because, A, I think we should brag about our spouse. I think it's <laughs> healthy to brag about your spouse. Yes. He is my number one fan and support, but also, like, he's the first person to wash dishes. You bake, you use a lot of dishes. My sink yeah. is always full <laughs> of, dishes, of dishes, and he doesn't complain. He Aww. just will step right in, and he'll do the dishes, or he'll um, ask me, you know, what can I do to help you? And that sometimes looks like, well, if I need to bake, I need help with the laundry or yeah. the kids need a bath or the animals need to be, you know, let out or whatever. So he, he steps right in. And I think, um, that, that is a big way that like he shows me, Hey, like I'm in it for the I've long got haul. You. Yeah. Yeah. I've got your back. Absolutely. Yeah. It's critical. I think God showed me like, you can't do this alone. Yeah. 
you you can try and you're going to burn out whereas if you bring along your spouse who's your best friend who's who believes in you and supports you you guys can do this together you can grow this together and so adam and i had a talk actually before we moved up to the farm in eatonville and i looked at him and i said okay are you all in like 100 percent like it's yeah. now or never because we hadn't signed the farm. We haven't signed the papers yet, you know? And I was like, it's now or never. And he goes, I'm in. And I said, okay, let's do it. Like, That's awesome. Let's see what happens. That's so good. <laughs> and I think like yeah. the Lord's deepest desire for our marriages is that we are in unity with our spouse because yeah. that brings glory to God. Absolutely. Um, and is a reflection of who he is. And so, yes. of course, he's going to want you guys to do this together. Yep. Of course he is. Yeah. Because that's who he is. <laughs> yeah. Right? It Absolutely. Makes that's so cool. Okay, yeah. so talk to me about your girls and yeah. them being littles and having babies and yeah. your birth experience oh, man. and all that stuff. I know. Yeah. Se- so seven and a half years. Yeah. Do you get the question a lot? Do people are like, are you going to have another baby? Do people ask you that a lot? Yes. I feel like people, that's the first yes. thing people come to. Are you going to have another baby? Yeah. No, we, guys. We, uh, we actually, after moving to the farm, I finally felt that, that peace of knowing like, God has two for us. Yeah. And it was completely peaceable. Oh, and good. so I told my husband, I said, the next babies we bring on this farm are going to be animals. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. like, no, no more. Because I don't. Horse babies. I didn't know if I could do newborn plus baking plus farm plus, right. plus, plus. That's and I really want to be able to give my absolute best to what God has given us. And so I felt, I did, we prayed about it for a really long time yeah. and we were both in unity in that decision where I yeah. thought maybe my husband like, well, I want a boy. So we should just uh, keep trying, you know, until we get a boy. <laughs> well, that could yeah. get along. <laughs> and so, but then I said, the problem is I know people that have like six or seven girls. <laughs> yeah. So you have to prepare yourself. That's a lot of weddings, you know? Yeah. So he, he was, um, telling me that he had prayed about it and he had total peace like okay like I know like we've got our two girls yeah. and I feel peaceful about that so um when we moved up to the farm that's when I really saw where this is the right season for us I don't yeah. know if I could have done this when the, when the kids were were newborns yeah. um and so to go back Addison was born July 23rd 2011 Ooh, so yeah. that really kind of dates that can't believe she's <laughs> gonna be eight in July but um yeah. That birth experience was actually really wonderful. I had a, I had a midwife um, who had helped me with you know through all my care through pregnancy, yeah. and we our plan was to birth, uh, do water birth at St. Joe's. Okay. So when I got St. Joe's and there's know, only one tub. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> in so, that unit. Oh yeah. So I so I check in. You know, I'm like, and I'm gonna do water birth. I'm so excited about yeah. this. You know, and. I think when we got there, I was like dilated to like a five. And it's like yeah. seven o'clock at night. And they're yeah. like, okay, no problem. Just take yeah. your time. Yeah. Well, then I think at one point they said like, I th- I don't know if they said we should break your water or I was transitioning. I don't yeah. – it's hard to remember to go back yeah. to that certain point. But at some point um, they did end up breaking my water and then they said – I'm so sorry to tell you, but you are not a candidate for water birth because there was meconium in the, and you know, and I was like, are you serious? You're like, I've been holding out for this guy. So plan changed, right? So I'm like, okay, now what do I do? So um, I ended up getting the shakes really bad, which my mom kind of warned me. It happened to her when she had myself and my sister. So I, at that point, felt like I was kind of not in control of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so I told my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to go the epidural route on this this round. Like I yeah. just did not feel like I was mentally present and I yeah. didn't want to be out of it 
with my first birth experience, like I sure. wanted to be present and aware of what's going on. So uh, we ended up getting epidural and my bless her heart, that the best nurse, I ended up throwing up all over her. Oh, because I didn't realize like that can happen during yeah. transition. Like, yeah, definitely. So she was great. Got my epidural. I was able to rest. And then with Addie um, and they had a amazing midwife on call she wasn't the midwife that i sure. had during my pregnancy care but she was amazing and so we ended up starting to push i think for like two hours or something like to try to like they're like okay you're ready like she's there like we can just push her out after like a couple hours they're like she's not budging we think her head is she's got a big head yeah. which i'm like okay so we we're like they were going off you know we could do this this is an option this is yeah. an option and finally the lady goes hey she goes I'm not, I'm going to let you choose. Like you and your husband talk. We've given you like three or four options. You decide what's best for you. Yeah. She goes, in my experience, I feel like, um, I, I, she, her recommendation was basically if you do an episiotomy, a very minimal one, you'd push twice, Addie would be out. And she goes, to tell you, um, I've only done two in my career. Like I'm not, I don't push yeah. these on people, but she goes, this is your situation. We weren't high risk. Nobody was, you know, yeah, like baby was fine. was fine. I was fine. It wasn't like this needs to happen right now. But yeah, so we ended up talking about it and I was like, okay, like let's try this and let's see what happens. And so um, ended up doing that and then like two pushes later and she's out. Yeah. And then they knew right away, they said, hey, don't be alarmed because of the meconium in the water. Yeah. We're going to pump her stomach because we don't want her to get sick. So they said, you know, we're not going to, give her to you right away. We're just going to take her over, pump her stomach, and we'll bring her back. And I was like, okay. They were great to prep me on that. So poor husband goes to like cut the umbilical cord and <laughs> bless his heart, gets a little blood splatter on his face, kind of freaked out, but it's fine. But they they took care of her. They pumped her stomach. They brought her right back to me within, you know, I don't even know how many minutes. I think we were nursing. Like she was, it was amazing. She was, she was healthy. And I truly believe that the stomach pumping helped her not get sick because we didn't have to stay for like any NICU stuff, no antibiotics. Like she was happy and healthy and we were able to go home within 24 hours, which was amazing. So yeah, I know. It was amazing. I was just like, oh, like, isn't this how everybody's birth <laughs> thing is? Like, it's just no. Chipper and wonder. Like I had my friends come to the hospital, my family, and it was all smiles and and it was wonderful. And and I still tease to this day the the only thing that was very unpleasant for me was the post-birth, the uterus, oh, yeah. like Oh, yeah. I don't even know what it's called. There's a term where they like press on your uterus with yes, their knuckles. Bundle massage. And <laughs> it's I not really a massage. I thought I was having a second child because it hurt so bad. Yeah, and uh, bad. but after learning that, I survived. Like everything was great. We, I quickly knew like I wanted to have another baby, and I wanted the two to be closer Close. together versus further apart. So, um, we ended up having Gabby in May of 2013. So our girls are actually 22 months apart. And um, Gabby's birth experience was completely different. Both of my kiddos were a week past due from okay. their due date. And but that I was like, that's fine. Yeah. Everybody's fine. Whatever. So yeah. they're just Jelly. growing. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So I go in for my 41 week appointment uh -huh. and they're like, you know, your body's acting like it's ready. Like we know you're not in labor, but we think we'll bring you in tomorrow and induce you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't want to be alone. induced. Like, I want to have my baby the normal way, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I go home, and this is like 4 in the Did afternoon. Did you have the same care providers? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And, but I went home that afternoon, and I remember telling my husband, I don't want to be induced. Yeah. I said, so I started texting all my friends and family. <laughs> Pray for me that my body goes into labor tonight because the induction was scheduled for the morning. Oh, I'd been like, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, so we start praying. Everybody starts praying, and I kid you not, I – my labor had started by 8 o'clock. 
Oh, like, wow. f- like full on labor. So I'm timing the contractions. I'm, you know, and then I remember having Adam call the hospital and saying, I think we should come in. And the lady's like, no, lay down. You're scheduled <laughs> for an induction in the morning. You're fine. That was like at 1030. Okay. And I thought, okay, my gut is telling me go in, like go to the hospital. So we called back at like 1130 and mm-hmm. he said, I'm bringing her in. Like, she's now in a lot of pain. Like, we're coming in. So he drives me to the hospital. It was like one of those Fast and Furious movies where I was telling him, I was like, I don't care if we get pulled over. Like, we're not stopping for the police. Like, you are getting me to the hospital. You are the police. Yeah, from South Hill to St. Joe's. I was like, we're not stopping. I think we got there in 17 minutes. It was like world record. So, By the way, if you are traveling to a birth and you do get pulled over, it just means you get a police escort. And that has happened to me before. So don't you worry. You just drive on the shoulder if you need to. Yes, ma'am. So we, uh, we check in with Gabby. And that's about midnight and by the time they got me in triage and i told the lady i said i think like i'm gonna have this baby right now she's like no honey you're fine she checks me she pulled the little emergency cord she's like yes you were having a baby like right now so they get me all set up and she was born at 12 50 so 50 minutes from check-in to birth she was and it was just too fast too furious it was one of those things where I was asking for drugs, and they were like, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. You're not going to get me. Like, this is not happening. And I looked at my husband, and I'm like, I think I'm going to die. I was panicking because it yeah, wasn't the fast. plan. Yeah. It was just so fast. Yeah, you don't like uh, when the plans change. Yes. <laughs> and so he was so I'm calm. Realizing this. He held my hand. He's like, "It's you're going to be fine. You know, it was like a couple pushes. She was out. Healthy as can be. Just amazing. And I actually felt probably a million times better after having a natural birth versus having an epidural and pushing and pushing with my older daughter. Sure. I mean, I was like sitting crisscross legged after I had Gabrielle. It was night and day. I just didn't feel terrible. I was just like, oh, I can go home. Like, I feel great. Yeah. Weird. I I can't explain it, but... Yeah, no, it It's it amazing. Works. Normal physiological <laughs> yeah. birth is pretty amazing. It's incredible. I mean, I know some it's not for everyone, it's not for every situation, yes. but it is awesome. Yeah. If you can do it in your situation, your experience yes. and your personality, you know, yes. is a good fit, it's pretty rad. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, I had people tell me like they had experienced natural birth and like, oh, "I felt amazing. This was amazing." And I'm thinking no, but in the moment, you the, the pain is just the like you've never experienced before. I, I've never broken bones. I, I haven't had right. that type of pain, you know, threshold. And so I remember in the moment just thinking, this is, I can't handle more than this. You just right. mentally get in that space where you think that's all you can handle. But with the, you know, um, the midwife and I had my husband there, like they were helping me just be like, you, yeah. you just breathe. They're like, I got everything else. All you yeah. do is breathe. Like we got this. And yeah. she was born and happy and healthy. And that's all I could ever ask for. Yeah. That and was, a positive yeah. experience. Yes. Yes. And great, great care. Obviously yeah. that is, can be a make or break. Oh, for sure. So. Well, having a baby yeah. like three hours and under. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. That hurts you guys. That's yeah. fast. Yeah. I did that once. That's fast. <gasps> yeah. Um, I mean, I think like four to six hour range, <laughs> eight hour range, just enough time yeah. to like get some endorphins going, yes. really get in the groove, really yes. get into labor land. Yeah. Really like get in the zone. That's nice. I'm thankful. That's really great. <laughs> that labor happened with my second. If that would have yeah. been my first, I think it would have been more maybe traumatic where yeah. mentally you're just, but you're like, I just remember kept 
my midwife kept telling me, your body knows what to do. Like yeah. it's done this before. It's yeah. okay. And you're just like, oh yeah, okay. This yeah. is my second baby. It's okay. Yeah. Your, your body is going to bring you to your baby. Yeah. And yeah. It, it was incredible. Like I, and I remember my husband had taken a video of me right after Gabby was born and you're just all sorts of hot mess, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I told him, I said, save that video, but I can't watch it because I yeah. will burst into tears yeah. because it's such a raw oh, totally. moment. Like there is no filter. You're not thinking about anything else. You're just thinking, I just delivered a child. Like yeah. <laughs> you're kind of in shock. So yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. So there's a lot of hormones, a yes. lot of emotions, a yes. lot of things going on. Yeah. It's, hormones are powerful. I always say um, hormones rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They really do. Yeah. 100%. I mean, gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, okay. My so yes. talk to me. You have a five and a half and a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. You have this thriving business. Your marriage is at a pretty pretty awesome place is what it sounds like what do you feel like the lord has for you in this season like Mm. what is he speaking into your heart stirring in you really challenging you in maybe in this season of your life i like that i think right now god is asking me to slow down as much as that doesn't make sense but um like, how do I slow yeah. down? There's a yeah. farm. Yeah. Did you realize yeah. that? Slow down in the sense of not filling up my calendar with things like like constant, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday. Really, so guarding my calendar, um, guarding our family time. So when my husband gets home at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon and we put our kids to bed, usually eight or eight thirty, guarding that time. And yeah. saying this time is a priority because this is the first time for the whole day we've all been together. And so I think as busy as I want to be, I want to say, well, look at how much I could bake from 4 <laughs> p.m. to 8 p.m. God is saying no. Like I'm, he's really asking me to slow down and be intentional with my family because it's a gift. And yeah. I don't want to take that for granted. My the, Our marriage is a gift. Um time with my husband is a gift and and it's so funny because my husband jokes and he's like we should go on a date you know let's go out and I'm like here's the thing honey like I'm so content being on my on our farm like I don't it's nice to go out but I don't feel like I have to go out like I'm just there's a contentment like we can be together and be home and I don't feel like it's less special so finding that balance too um but I think like yeah like that's the number one thing that I feel like God's speaking to is slow down because if you overcommit and I overextend myself, then it's what's, what's left, what's left for my husband? Not much. What's left for my kids? Very little. And when you're tired, you lack patience, you lack grace. And so that has been a big thing that God's trying to teach me is how do I, how do I trust him to grow my business in a pace that is safe for me? To where sustainable I, yeah. for your family. So I don't burn out or so I don't neglect my marriage. So I don't neglect my children. And so a lot of people will comment on Instagram or, or mm-hmm. laugh, you know, kind of make little jokes like, I don't know how you do it. And it's like, <laughs> but here's the thing, apart from the Lord, you cannot do it because right. he brings balance. He brings, he, he, he's that, he's that gentle um, guidance. Like I think of like when you're bowling at the bowling alley and you want the bumpers up, he's the bumpers. You know what I mean? He's, he's gentle. He wants to keep you on the straight and narrow. Um, and so it's like, okay, like how do I, I, I heard it now, how do I respond to it? And so, like I said, it's guarding our calendar. Um, it's being very 
very adamant that when we have that time from four to eight, that it's technology. Like even our girls are old enough to be like, mom, put your phone down. Like if they, yeah. they'll bust me and I tell them, yeah. thank you. Cause sometimes we reach for our phone or our iPad out of habit. Yeah. And then once they are put to bed, then it's like, okay. So typically a lot of the baking that I do, especially for big, big projects, it happens from 8 PM to midnight <laughs> or 1 AM. I mean, that is, that is, yeah. that is real, but it, for us, it works because I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. every day. Right. Um, oftentimes, I get up just before my kids. Yeah. So if that look, that might be 7:30. If they get up at eight, you know, I might just have that small window where I get up just before they do. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying to listen to because in a world that says go faster, yeah. push harder, get more, get more, get more, yeah. it's like okay, and I. I I, I do want that. You know, I do want right. Gruner Farms to be successful, but at what cost? At the cost of a failing marriage? At the cost of broken relationships with my kids? No. no. So at the end of the day, it's just bringing it back to um, kind of my personal mission, which I think it helps me balance everything out. And it's really um, our, our mission for our business is feed the people, love the people. And once I kind of... I had said that once at church and then a friend had repeated it back to me and said, I remember when you said this and it really rang true. And I was like, that's our mission. We're going to feed the people and we're going to love the people. So once I take it back to that, it takes all the the noise that says you're not doing enough. You need to grow your business. You need to work harder. You need to move faster. And it silences those things yeah. and says, but I'm on the, I'm, I'm right where I need to be. Right. I'm not 10 steps behind. I'm right where I need to be. And so then you just rest in that. And say today is a new day. Today is I'm going to make the most of my day. I'm going to work hard. Um, I think a reflection that I had after this last week, I did about 20 hours of baking, I realized, (laughs) which was maybe more than I thought. But my husband kind of helped me break it down. He goes, I think you did about 20 hours. And what I realized when I did that was for a big event is now how do I compensate because that those hours then are not put back into the farm. So then it's like the following week, you're almost doubling. You're doubling right. your chores. You're doubling your... You have 60 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, Whoops. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like that was a really helpful reminder for me mm-hmm. to say those events are possible and doable, but they need a little more boundary. Like I need a little more healthy yeah. boundaries. Or you need yeah. an intern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My kids, that's the beauty of it. My kids want to help and they have specific jobs. But when it comes to the actual baking, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't yeah. necessarily want you sticking your hands in a yeah. 400 degree oven. You know what I mean? Like I'm just right. not there. Or when I'm making yeah. my caramel corn and the sauce is boiling on the oven right? or the stovetop, like I don't want you burning your hands. So they Absolutely. make, they put stickers on bags for me currently. That is That's one of awesome. their number one jobs. It's a good job. They do great at that. And they're, um, they're very supportive and encouraging to me, which I think is really important for them to that. see we work hard, but, and we tell them why. We do it because we love to do it, but we do it because we're also trying to provide for them. Right. So it's really important for us. That's awesome. And I think your kids encourage you so much because they see you encouraging them. Oh, thank you. And your friends. And Thank you. I don't, I mean, (laughs) just from what I know of you, Katie, you're a really encouraging, life-giving person. I think your kids can't. They can't not see that. Thank you. In you. And so, of course, they're, they're going to be a little reflection <laughs> yeah. of you. Yeah. And they get a lot of time with you, yeah. which is amazing. And so I think you're doing a great job. Thank you. That's really There's cool. a lot of grace. We try to be a household of grace. On one of our walls is 
uh, one of the verses to Amazing Grace. And I tell Mm -hmm. my kids, like, every day is a new day full of grace. Like, you don't use it up. Like, there's no, like, oh, sorry, you're tapped out. Come back tomorrow. And it's really trying to show our kids, like, we all make mistakes. I make mistakes. My husband makes mistakes. The kids, so that they understand that we don't expect this level of perfection. We just tell our kids, we, our expectation is that you try. Because mm-hmm. we are, we run our household as we do not say can't. We say, I will try, but mm-hmm. we don't say I can't because we're trying to teach our kids the thing that will stop you as an adult or even as a kid is the mind. If you tell yourself you cannot do it, you're dead in your tracks. Yeah. If you say, I'll try, that at least opens the door for you to try and then what you can learn from if you fail. I can't think of how many times I've messed up a recipe or done a certain process to develop a product and maybe it hasn't been the best, but you learn from it and then that becomes a stepping stone to refine the process. So I'm trying to share it with the kids like, Mom's not perfect. Yeah. I've thrown away cookies. I've thrown away, you know what I mean? Like I messed up brownies two weeks ago. I am not perfect, but that's okay. And there's grace. Nobody's yelling at mom. Nobody's yelling at me because I messed up. And so it's like, okay, how do then I flip that to my kids and say, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Yeah, that's totally okay. I know I was meeting with um, a friend of mine, Leah, and she helps me with all things, but <laughs> she's helped me with my social media and marketing awesome. and all of the things that I'm not really awesome at. And she goes, Elise, you have to remember, she's like, there's a quote, it goes, done is better than perfect. Ooh. And she pulls it up on Instagram and I'm I like, like that. or Pinterest, one of those. Yes. And she's like, done is better than then perfect. You need to remember that. Like uh, that is, I get so set in this perfectionism beast that mm-hmm. can overwhelm me. It's like, no, just try mm-hmm. Just, just try. Yeah. And if you mess up, make an adjustment and a course correction and that's okay. Yeah. But man, I get, I get wrapped up in that too. So easily. It's so hard. Easily. It's hard living in today's society with social media. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, think back to like our childhood. Yeah. I did not have a cell phone. I did not have, I mean, yes, our, we had a computer in our home, but that was like for my dad's home office. It wasn't like, right. there was no Facebook. You know, I remember no. when AOL came out. Yeah. That Woo. was, oh my goodness. But yeah. I tease because I told our, we had talked to our kids about, we want to push off their access to devices and computers for as long mm-hmm. as possible, not because we're trying to hinder them. And we know that that's the generation that they're going to grow up in, but we're trying to protect them because even as an adult, the moment that I'm not aware of what I'm looking at or what I'm reading, it can flood me with self-doubt. Like, you're oh, not yeah. good enough. You think you're a good baker? Well, look at that lady. She's on Food Network. Like, you can right. start to just beat yourself up. And it's not even like you're looking at something really bad. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like a really pretty picture. And exactly. all of a sudden, you're down this rabbit trail. Yeah. I do it all the time. I, I go through probably once a week. I'm like, unfollow, unfollow. Yep. Yes. Not because they're not amazing or wonderful or sweet or encouraging. Yep. Sometimes it's it's me. Yeah. It's me that's the problem. I know Monroe looked at me the other day and she goes, Mom, when am I going to watch like that that calls people? <gasps> oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. Yes. She's like, I want to watch to call Daddy. That's yes. what she thinks it is. It's a watch to call Daddy. And I was like, oh, yes, I do call Daddy a lot. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I'll get you one that only calls your dad. Yes. Like, that's you it. You are allowed to call your dad. That's yep. it. That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Okay, so yeah. share with us 
you've got a lot of skills, Katie. <laughs> Share with us, like, what are some of your favorite mm. things, like top favorite Kay. things in this season of your life? Tell me about anything. I would say, I was actually thinking about this the other day. I would say two people who greatly inspire me on a daily basis. Um, first one is the pioneer woman. So her name's oh, Ree yes. Drummond. Okay, so, okay, when so I, I think read about hair. You, I think about Ree. <laughs> yeah, so I actually told my husband, I was like, I'm not one of those like stalker fans. But I you just adore look her. Like her too. Has people, I, have people told you that? No, but I adore like her. Um, I, I just, from all that I have observed, like obviously she has a TV show and then you can go online and research about her and her life. Um, I love that she's a family first kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I love um, that she is able to to use her cooking as a platform. Like yeah. that's not all she does, but it's a platform. Right. And that's really what I'm trying to learn from her is like she uses her cooking show as a platform. I can use my baking as a platform, but mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be the one thing that defines me. Right. So I really – adore her and I am obsessed with this red hair and I hope I can keep it forever <laughs> as long as my husband's like not if he one day is like hey I can't stand it I might have to change it but he likes it so far so it's so good. Far, so good um and then um another gal is um Mary Heffernan and she runs five Mary's farms and it's in Fort Jones California and oh, I wow. found her on Instagram and basically became like an insta fan of like Everything she does, she raises her four girls on their farm. They have a huge – like they raise cattle. They raise pigs and sheep or lamb. and um, But they're so hardworking. And that's what I admire is Mm. they include their kids in every step of the process. And that has inspired me to include my my children more. Um, And so she has been a really big inspiration for me on the daily. And her her messages are so positive. It's not like, look at me. We're so amazing. It's – this is a glimpse into our life, and I hope that this inspires you to do the best that you can do in whatever season you're in. Mm. So that's what I, I love about her. Um, and then I would say, like, some of my favorite things outside of social media yeah. <laughs> would be um, I'm a really competitive person, and I love I love games. I love playing card games, board games, like people – at one point, I was banned with um, from our. We have a friends group that we hang out. We kind of yeah. do game night. I was no longer allowed to play categories oh, because Katie. everyone accused me of cheating because I was like <laughs> unusually good at it. So I love playing games with my friends. I think just um, being together, friends, yeah. family, sharing a meal, playing a game, whatever that looks like. That yeah. like, that's really important to me. Um, and then currently. I am going to challenge myself this year to read books. So I have okay. I have told myself in the past, it's not that I'm a great – I would say um, I'm not going to disqualify myself and say you're not a good reader. I'm a strong reader. I just haven't prioritized time to read, like to stop and read. So I'm challenging myself and I'm saying this on this podcast because <laughs> – You're going to have to go back and listen. I'm going to have to go back and listen and it's going to be accountability. Um, I think that there is a lot of growth that I can attain from reading books and listening to um, audible books or, you know, or p- right. podcasts. And it's just carving out that time and saying yeah. this is a priority to to grow myself. So I'm really looking forward to that because I feel like that is a really key area that I'm um, I'm missing that. Like it's yeah. – it, you can live without it. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? But it's like if if you can – 
if you can pick and choose, like, hey, I'm going to listen to this one podcast this week, or I'm going to try mm-hmm. and, and read three chapters of this book this week. It's just kind of adding to what is already there. And so I really want to grow myself, I think, in just a confidence. And when people talk to me about business and said, be like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to Google that. It's like, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. And this is my experience or this is my opinion on that. So I'm trying to challenge myself to read more books. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) No, I think I have learned so much through podcasts and audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And I think you are a learner type of a Mm -hmm. person. That's why you like being a lead learner for your kids. But um, yeah, you can just learn so much Mm -hmm. through – um, I've talked about this a lot on the show, but the Libby app. Yes. So there's the library app on your phone. You can get yep. free audiobooks. Sometimes it takes a long time. <laughs> like, you're 18 yeah. weeks out yes. from this book. Okay. Good yes. to know. Um, but I kind of go back and forth between podcasts okay. and audiobooks and kind of rotate myself because I end up being in the car a lot. Sometimes I'll drive home from a birth and I really need to stay awake. Yes. <laughs> you guys. So yes. um, I'll crank something up real loud or something. Or sometimes it's just – um, Carrie Underwood really mm-hmm. loud in the car with the windows down. Yes. But a lot of times it's an audiobook. So I love that you brought up Carrie Underwood because <laughs> that just reminded me of one of my other favorite things is 90s country. Oh my gosh. Which yes. is hysterical because my husband laughs. He's like, so I was born in 86. He goes, so you're telling me at four years old, you be- you began to listen. <laughs> I said, no, but it, it brings me back to my childhood. That's what I remember yeah. playing Love on the me. radio yeah. was 90s country. So he just laughs because I blast it. Outside farm chores, it's yeah. 90s country on repeat. Oh, yeah. It's the best. That's, I love it. Yeah. I'm going to the Carrie Underwood concert <laughs> May 24th. Yes. yes. I yep. will not be at a birth that day. Okay. No one better be in labor. Okay. I'm just sending that. That's my sister-in-law. Don't be in labor, Sydney. <laughs> it's you. Um, I'm going to Carrie Underwood. No, I'm super excited. It's usually Carrie Underwood or Adele. Ooh. Really loud in the car on the way home. Yes. Sometimes. Good or bad. Yep. <laughs> but, I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Katie, thank you so much thank for you. your time and coming. It's been so fun thank to chat you so with much. you and get to know you. Thank you. <laughs> That was the first time Katie and I got to sit down and chat in person for more than 10 minutes. And goodness gracious, I like that girl. Wasn't Katie awesome? The one thing I hope you picked up on in this episode is just how well Katie loves others. She is just a joy to be around. I loved when Katie shared about being the lead learner for her girls. I think that's so important. It's so easy to rely on school or church or programs to teach our kids, but ultimately it's us, you guys, and that is an amazing gift. None of us are qualified, but God has equipped us for the job. If you're in a season of stripping away the old in your marriage, I pray you were encouraged by Katie's story. I know I was. Jeff and I are definitely in a season of rebuilding and it's hard, but I wouldn't trade any of it. There's a lot of noise around us in our everyday lives as moms and parents, and I hope you were encouraged today to turn down the noise of our culture and turn up the voice of the one who says you're already enough. Thank you so much for listening, friend. I want to encourage you, head on over to the show notes page, elisemarch.com slash podcast for bonus content and links from the show. You'll find ways to connect with Katie and myself over there too. 
I want to tell you about my new Patreon page. I would love for you guys to consider partnering with me to support the show. Ultimately, I can't do this by myself. And I wouldn't be here without all of you. So head on over to elisemarsh.com slash Patreon to learn more about all the awesome resources I'll have over there for you guys and ways you can get involved. If you like the show today, would you take a screenshot of your phone or however you are listening to this podcast and go share it on your Instagram stories? tag me in your story so I can say hi and your friend should probably know about the show. So share the show with a girlfriend, you guys. I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Have a great week.